One of the most important facets of any business is customer service. In business, you are not only selling a product or a service, but an experience. Providing exceptional customer service and developing real relationships with your clients means increased sales, retain customers, new customers via word of mouth, and a positive reputation. You're listening to the Focus on Customer Experience Podcast. Podcast. Benjamin Del Grosso gives you the ins and outs of one of the most underlooked aspects in business today. Improve your customer service and watch your business skyrocket. Two, one. Benjamin Del Grosso. Hello and welcome to the show. Today we have a, a special guest, someone I know I've known for about five five months now, local too, which is great. He's been running a mastermind every Saturday for about four years, or are you on the five now? On, on the five years plus. Five, five years every Saturday. Very committed, so committed that on Christmas Day at 6 a.m., I'm logged in on there, on the call with him. And even on New Year's Day, this guy is very committed to doing that. Um, so he's also part of World Financial Group. So, Matthew, welcome to the show. Thank you, Benjamin. Uh, glad to be here. And uh, maybe tell us a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, so I'm born and raised out here in Coquitlam. Um, and, uh, my, I, I just love, you know, uh, personal growth and development, uh, like all the personal growth seminars and things like that really built my identity. And some people ask me like, well, why do you spend so much time in it? It's because I was actually super shy, introverted when I was young, when I was 17 years old, I was just into video games. Uh, I thought I was going to be a home doctor. And, uh, then my parents dragged me to my first personal growth seminar um, where I learned about all this whole personal growth world. And I started to learn how really moving from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset, and then everything kind of changed. Uh, I learned about entrepreneurship. I learned about you, how, how you can be a, a, instead of a victim, a victor. And yeah, it's a, it's been a, a great journey from there. I've met somebody who introduced me to the WSG opportunity. I wanted to learn about how money works and I, I, became my client myself and I love the experience. And now I just share with others. And um, now right now I have an office out in Richmond, but I'm going to be moving out in, in uh, to Coquitlam out here, which was my goal. My goal was to be 15 minutes from my house, my church, my family, my friends and, and my gym. <laughs> so by November 1st, uh, that will be done. That way you can take care of your local community, right? Yeah, definitely. Which is, which is awesome. Yeah, I was just thinking you're talking about being in a growth mindset. And I, I kind of think about when I worked at Best Buy, they were doing so many teachings and, and there was lots of personal development stuff that they did within that company. And when I left those companies, that company to pursue other dreams and other goals, you know, I ended up leaving a lot of those jobs because they didn't have a lot of those personal development. And it seems like maybe if I would have, uh, joined a networking group like what you and I are connected in right now that mm -hmm. maybe I'd be even in a different growth trajectory than where I am now although everything does happen for a reason and yeah and I do feel that the, the personal development group that we're both involved in right now I just feel like I'm just on a rocket ship right now just shooting to the moon 
and just watching a lot of stuff you do, you, you get involved in like Tony Robbins seminars, you get involved in so many different things. You're always looking for something else to bring yourself to a next level, right? Yeah, because I've, I've really found out how, you know, especially being in the financial industry, I always see the financial industry as the foundation of, of all growth, because when you don't have your finances in place, uh, you can be, think as positive as you want, you know, <laughs> that uh, the, the, the boat is, is sinking, right? So once you have that foundation in place, now you can really start helping someone really build their confidence. And that's what they did with me. You know, I, they put me in a very, uh, they taught me the fundamentals of how to build wealth, which is discipline and patience. Discipline is the money that you're putting away and patience is allowing that to compound. Then I realized discipline, patience is the key to anything, to grow a business, to grow a relationship, to, uh, you know, to do a volunteer work, whatever you want to do, you need, if you don't have discipline and patience, nothing happens. And so once we have that foundation about money, then I can really focus on what I love is like building identity um, and really just uh, personal growth, you know, becoming the best version of ourselves and uh, helping everyone else as we can grow. Yeah. And you really do have to be disciplined with investments. You know, a lot of these people are running around on this whole get rich quick, you know, you know, put money in this and it'll pay off dividends or whatever real quick in the next couple of months. But, yeah. you know, you know, even the networking group we're in, they talk about, you know, slow and steady wins the race for long-term success. Right. Mm -hmm. So uh, maybe not slow and steady, but, but fast and taking action. Right. But, but I mean, you are talking about when you make an investment, you're looking at the long-term uh, reward, correct? Mm -hmm. So Yeah. yeah um, one of the guys, uh, um, actually, he was one of our uh, guest speakers for one of our uh, WSG conventions out in Vegas, Grant Cardone. He came out as one of the uh, surprise guest speakers, and I started watching him. And he makes things really, really simple because, you know, that's one thing I try to do is just make things common sense to the, where you can really understand it. So money, you only have to do three things with money. You have to grow it, keep it. Sorry, uh, you have to make it, grow it, and then, and then what is it? <laughs> I forgot again. Make it, keep it, then grow it. It's, it's three simple things. But the problem is people don't make enough because, you know, cost of living is going up. As we're speaking about this, inflation is at a record high. So when you don't make enough, you're not keeping enough. And then so everyone's focusing on growing it, but they don't have really enough to grow. So that's where they start taking shortcuts. They start, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. They start investing things that they don't understand. And that's where they get shot in the foot. And I, I've been guilty of that. I'm not sure I'm not the only one who invested in a hot stock tip over, over the years. Um, and, that, and somehow they just never work. It's just kind of how like, you know, you, you get what you put in. So, you know, you reap what you sow. So if you don't know that, uh, you're not going to really be able to benefit. And if you do, it's really short term because it's not it's not replicatable. It's not a skill that you can go over and over again. But you know the wealthy people that I know, um, both whether they're clients or just you know business partners or even just um, through associations, they they do it like day in day out. It's like the boring grind over and over again, and they just have that slow steady growth and just they maximize on the first one, which is making as much money as they can and reinvesting back in their business or in, uh, uh, in their investments of how, how to grow more money. Yeah, no, it makes sense. And, you know, I don't know, I, I, I need to get myself into some investments one of these days. And uh, probably you and I need to sit down and talk about that. 
always happy to. But um, so, uh, what was what was your most memorable experience as a customer? As a customer, um, I, I guess it was when we started. You know, um, so World Financial is, is a really really big company, uh, but it's also uh, misunderstood because it's different by design. You know, like I one of my first banks uh, that I dealt with account was uh, RBC, right? And RBC is a, a great bank, and never gonna bash any bank. Um, but they don't really ask you about your goals. They don't ask you what you want to achieve. Um, so the first time where I ever had someone sit down with me, um, at the time I had like a credit card. I was, I was a university student. So, you know, no job, but they'll give you a credit card. <laughs> and, uh, cause they know that if anything happens, you'll go to the bank of mom and dad in order to pay it off. So, you know, I got a credit card. I wasn't saving any money. And I was kind of embarrassed, you know, when I was sitting down with a financial plan, because they started seeing, you know, what's coming in, what's going out. I'm like, well, not much is going in. Like I was actually, I did have a part-time job. It was like making like, you know, $9 an hour. So it was like peanuts uh, working a few hours a week. But they said, you know, Matthew, um, you know, right now, all your money is going to your, your, your debt, right? And even if you pay off your debt, because you're focused on the mindset paying off debt, You'll just create debt so you can pay it off. I'm like, huh, okay, so what do you what do you suggest? He says, well, you have your debt, but why don't you build this little bit of a savings habit, right? And so as your debt goes down, this goes down, and then you can just fuel this one all the way up. I'm like, that makes sense. So I, my first savings plan was like $25 a month, which is like nothing. But every three to six months, they they revisited that. You know, they built that, that saving muscle. So you know, $25 a month turns to $25 every week to $35 a week to $50 a week. And it just started growing, growing, growing. And uh, within like three years, I saved $25,000, which is more than I've ever saved before. And then that's where I started realizing, you know what, other people need to know this too. And that's where I started working with the company and really understanding how money works and turning into a part-time career. So that's, that was really why I'm so grateful for this company is because there's no bank no insurance company that would have sat down with a 19, 20 year old and say, Hey, you're in debt. You're not saving any money. Let me show you how to create wealth. Let me show you a plan, how, how to save money. No, but, but this company did. And that's why, you know, their mission statement is no family left behind. And they really believe it. They live those core values. And so when I got with the company, I was able just to carry with them because their values match my values. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So I, I have a similar story. Um, I was actually dealt with RBC flukishly and I was young and they told me you, you need to get, you need to get RRSPs. So I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I threw a bunch of money into it, not understanding at all, just because they told me I should. And I was young, I was 17 or 18 years old. Right. And so I ended up building up about $2,500 into this over a couple of years. And then I needed it. Something happened. I can't even remember what it was. It was probably something dumb. Like I needed a new car stereo or something like that. Cause I was young. Right. And I go, well, I want my money. They go, well, yeah, you could take it out. No problem. Okay. Yeah. Give me like $2,000 of it. And then they, go, okay, here you go. And it's like 1600 and some dollars. I'm like, where's my two grand. They're like, well, you get taxed on it. What do you mean I get taxed on it? I, I gave you 2,500. I wanted to take 2,000 out and you took a whole bunch of my money. Yeah. 
okay, well, I want the rest of it out. <laughs> and, and then I took the rest of it, I get taxed again. And I didn't understand it. Nobody right. even tr- explained to me that when I was taking it out, that I was going to lose that. It was just like, here you go. Yeah. And nobody took any time and had somebody done it. So then, so then I spent 10 years of, I'm never doing RRSPs. This is a ripoff. It's a scam. All because I was never explained properly to begin with. Right. And now my wife does RRSPs. I think she's done them for like 10 or 12 years or something now. Right. And it's all in her name or whatever, but I just haven't because I've had that that bitter all because of that experience when I was young. Now I understand RRSPs and now I wish I never would have taken that money out like I did. But, you know, like you said, someone really didn't explain it to you properly and then somebody did. And then you're like, you know what? I just want to educate those people and I want to make sure they understand better on how to use this. And yeah, anyways, the system failed me. <laughs> Well, it, and unfortunately, it's designed that way. You know, the, the, the less that people understand about money, the, the less that they understand how taxes work, the more that they'll, they'll make the, the banks rich and the more they'll make the, you know, overpay their taxes. You know, if we were overpaying our taxes to the government, do you think the government would say, hey, Benjamin, you know, you're, you're giving us a little too much uh, taxes, you know, you know uh, t- take some of it back? Of course not. There's legal l- rules in place for us to pay the right amount of taxes. But if unless we're not educated, unless we're not, you know, in partnership with a good accountant, um, they're not going to be able to, you know, they're just going to take advantage of you. And, you know, there, there, there's, um, that's why the, the um, one thing uh, my one of friends is when, when they were trying to teach me about money, they, they taught me in, in like little um, metaphors. So I always remember it. So at the time I, I was, I was playing soccer and they says, okay, Matthew, Let's say we're, we're playing a, a soccer game, right? And I'm going to play with you. And it's the first time I'm ever going to play, but I'm a hockey player. And I show up with full-on hockey gear. And not just any hockey gear, but I'm full-on goalie. So I have like skates. I have like, you know, the goalie mask, the goalie pads. And I show up to your soccer game. And I say, pick me to play on your team. Would you allow me to play? It's like, no. Why? Because I don't, even have, I don't have the right tools and I don't know the rules. And we all live in a game called the money game. If you don't know the rules and tools, you've already lost. But if you do know, you have a chance to win. So do you want that chance? Like, yeah, I definitely want that chance. So, but I hear stories of the stories about, you know, students putting money in RSPs or putting them in a taxi savings account. Like there's, there's things where they say, oh, I tried RSPs. Uh, uh, I didn't get any growth. So I'm going to put into a taxi savings account, that, which, which doesn't make any, any, any sense because these are just environments to grow money, but you can choose those investments. The same you put in an RSP, you can put it into a tax savings account or an insurance or anything else. So it really comes to just understanding the basis of where you are, where you want to go, and just knowing your options in the industry, uh, which unfortunately the industry doesn't have, uh, hasn't done a good job of giving the education because most people are just selling a product, right? So what we, we want to really understand and make our clients understand is you need to have the education and awareness, then you can choose the right program uh, because no one's going to take care of and care more about your money than you. So you have to be your best client. Yeah, that, that makes sense. It's the truth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> makes all yeah. the difference. Oh, yeah. No, and I mean, I just think about I have things over the years that I've loan money on that I probably could have invested in myself long-term that I didn't, but I mean, it's all part of 
part of learning, right? Yeah. But yeah, no, I don't know. I'm really digesting, you know, what you're saying here about, you know, the TFSAs, RRSPs and everything. And I'm just thinking about like the education, because I think most people just think about an RRSP as, did you do your RRSPs? Because you can get a bunch of money back on your taxes, right? And that's like the big selling feature instead of, you know, talking about, you want to set yourself up for when you're retired. This is what you need to do. And you need to put this much in and, and this is how it works. And I'm not an expert on it. So I'm just really rambling on here. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, it's true. Cause you know, people say, you know, they even tell students, Hey, you should put money in RSPs. And I ask them like, why do you put money in RSPs? And they're like, well, my parents told me to, the bank told me to, right. But you're not even paying any taxes and your income's only going to go higher in the future. So you're actually going to pay more in taxes when you, when you access it. So RSPs are, are good if you're like, uh, you know, when my dad was working, he was a uh, high paid uh, uh, engineer. So making $200,000 plus a year. So as an employee, the only way you can save money in taxes is actually to what? To invest in RSPs. So for, you know, for every $1 he's putting in, he's getting 40 to 50, uh, 40 to 45 cents back. That makes sense. But if you're a student, you put in $1 and you get like what zero to 10 cents back. Not really, not really a good, uh, good return. Um, so I, I truly think the best way that people can save money in taxes is really to start some side business, start some, start something where they can, um, a, a business where they can create tax write-offs, create jobs, create opportunities. That's why entrepreneurship is really, or intrapreneurship is I think that one of the ways to go. That's awesome. So when you look around at the world today, what has stood out to you as the biggest change in how we interact as customers or as people? Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's been an it's interesting two world. years. <laughs> it's a funny world for sure. Um, but I, I think one of the, the main differences is that, um, especially, so I'll give an example. So I, I as you know, I, I also volunteer uh, as a youth facilitator. So we're it's called Youth Empowering Youth, where we teach youth leadership skills and life skills of how to be a leader. And uh, it's something that I, I'm really passionate about because I, after learning about personal development, I'm like, how come this is not taught in school? So um, what, uh, as, so the first time we did it, we ran it in a school, which, is, which was great. And, and, and the youth loved it. Uh, but really, when you're kind of in, in an audience, you know, you go and talk to one person at a time and, you know, just picture like you're sitting in, in, in a center stage and like everyone's in a circle of chairs around you, right? Not much maybe engagement. Um, but when the pandemic happened, we, we kind of got shut down where we, we couldn't do any more classes. And so we did them all online. And uh, we found there's way more engagement because I'm actually looking at, at a person. I can share my screen and all these different things. And so we found the youth were way more engaged online than ever before. So similar thing, what happened in the financial industry before we would have these seminars and you know, people would come in. Uh, but now with the power of Zoom, you know, we can have people from all over without even leaving their home. Um, they can learn or, or like learn exactly about how money works. And then, you know, sometimes they'd be coming to our seminar and they, they wanted to go home to look at their papers. Well, because I'm zooming in at their home, you know, their papers are already there. And so it was just a very comfortable experience. 
And sometimes they would have to, you know, cancel or like the flexibility, um, you know, ha has changed things. But I, I think it's been a, a great thing because whether I meet someone in person, the maintenance of helping them and checking up on them has never been easier. Uh, whether it's a quick phone call or just on Zoom, they can open up their accounts, show me how they're doing. I can show them how they're doing. You know, a lot of people say, hey, Matthew, like, how does that thing work that I bought from you? They're like, uh, I'm not too sure. And they just, you know, and we can just reconnect and just refresh through the power of Zoom. So I, I think going forward, we're going to have a like a hybrid kind of model where we, you know, bring clients in or our teammates in, but also have this online. So we have just more touches over and over again uh, between our people. So I, I, I think it's Zoom has been a, a great thing uh, for everybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Because I mean, that's how we connect on our Saturday morning masterminds is, yeah. is on Zoom. And we have people from all over, you know, typically the United States and Canada. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I've interviewed people personally myself, as far as Ireland, I was on a Zoom call with somebody from Australia, right? That's what it's cool, right? Because you, you know, now you don't have to travel somewhere to interview somebody for your podcast. You know, you don't have to travel somewhere, you know, you can just hop on and talk to them, right? Although I will agree, being, you know, when you and I get together and have coffee together, that's, it's just so much better. We're face to face, we can shake hands, of course, you have a good chat. It's awesome, right? But still, you know, the, the fact that we don't have to travel, you know, an hour to go meet each other and then record a podcast and then travel an hour back, we can just do this and get on with our lives. So our lives are a lot more efficient as well as a result of these digital platforms. Yeah. As Ed Milet says, you know, we're now in a spaceless economy, right? It's, it's be able to connect with people all over the world. Uh, like uh, one, one of my teammates, we did a, a point with somebody in Germany I'm like, oh, why are we help? You know, for, for I was like, you know, the apparently they moved to Germany, so we did like a presentation, and they said, oh yeah, we might know some people back. So you're getting like cross referrals from countries all over, uh, and this is really how we grow businesses because you never know uh, who they know, and as long as you you know do a good job, they'll refer you to other people, right? So like you mm -hmm. like like what you stand for, you know, a customer experience, which is giving them a world-class experience, that wow factor, they're like, wow, I don't get this anywhere. And that's really how you really build a great relationship and retention with your clients is because you just show care. You know, <laughs> sometimes people ask me like, well, Matthew, why do people buy from you? Are, do you really know everything about the markets? It's like, well, actually, because I was super shy and introverted, I learned the skill of listening. And then later on, when I learn more about personal development and develop that other skill set where you can get kind of over the whole stuttering. Uh, now you kind of had like both sides. You had like the superpower of listening and the superpower of communicating. And uh, it, it makes really all the difference. And then just learning how to just care for people. Um, and that's really, there's really no magic to it. Just, you know, we listen to Andy Priscilla all, all the time. He's like, there's really no magic to it. It's just, you know, make a friend, make a sale. Really, that's all it comes down. Like the people that I that are my clients, I have great relationships with them. I, I really, you know, care about them, and I, I also uh, pray about them because I'm I'm a man of uh, of faith, and I want to make sure not just them, but everybody that we touch with our example, um, is protected in the in these crazy times, right? We want to protect yeah. our mind, 
you know, our health, everything. Just want to, we all just want to be that role model and example for others to follow. Show them what's possible, right? Even just uh, all the conversations. And one thing I love on our, on our Saturday calls is it's the best way to, you know, start the week. Um, but everyone shares their wins in a great, you know, supportive environment. And it inspires others, right? You know, you starting your podcast and now you've been doing these interviews with others. And now people are like, you know what, Benjamin, like you inspired me to do my podcast. You inspired me to do something. And that just feels so cool. Like, even though you don't have a vested interest, it's like that you had a little bit of like a taste of, uh, or a little bit of, um, a piece in someone else's success in terms of just getting, helping get started. And yeah. And I mean, yeah, that, that, that like we're both part of our taste syndicate. This is, you know, it's a very powerful networking group that we're both part of. We were, we were both accepted into it, which is awesome. You have to apply to get in and it's all about reciprocity. You get back what you put out and somebody helped me set up my podcast from that networking group. And now every time somebody reaches out and says, Hey, like you inspired me to, you know, because of the podcast, I'm going to start my own. Now I'm helping them. Right. So, cause I'm trying to give back hoping that, you know, it's going to come back in, in some sort of way to me. Right. And, and even if it doesn't, well, whatever, I still help them out, help them become better, help them drive. And sooner or later it's going to come around and they're going to help me. And it's turned already a few people as a result of me just having those interactions. They've referred friends of theirs oh you need a dash cam for your new vehicle contact ben and i've sold a few to people in the states just as a result of that which was cool but i'm not i'm not expecting that to happen but if it does hey bonus <laughs> well it's it's also true it's, it's not like uh i'm a fan of simon Sinek. you know start with why and he says you know people don't buy what you do they buy why you do it people don't buy what you do they buy why you do it and it's so true. Once I know, especially in supporting small business owners, once I know their story, like I'm willing to, you know, pay that extra premium because I know I'm supporting that local business or that story. Right. And it, it just, it just, you know, what you give out, you know, does come back. Um, so that's why I, I always, you know, tell people my story because it's, it's really everything. And then I love to learn people's stories. You know, people have amazing stories. Um, one time I had, like I, I used to do these events called um, food events um, where people would, um, you know, uh, write a letter to the world saying, if I had hold the whole world's attention, this is what I'd say to the world from my world. And they would write that out and then they would get into like kind of like a potluck kind of gathering uh, where they would share that letter uh, with, with everybody there. And it was giving them access to full self-expression. And it was just so cool to see everybody uh, sh share and just you know imagine if everyone was seen heard and understood you know not be judged just shared authentically who they are um, it was just really cool to see the different stories that we all have and how we really all just want the same thing just in a different way right we all want to be uh, loved uh, understood protected uh, we want to grow we want to give you know these are the fundamental needs that we all have and um yeah, it was just really cool to see. Uh, so I love finding out why people do what they do. And um, yeah, I guess that's kind of like my, my science mind <laughs> at the same time. Like, you know, my, my dad always like takes things apart. He was always a mechanic for many years. Uh, so for, for me, I just like to know like how things work. I just, uh, I'm a fascinated about the mind and how it works. 
yeah we all do we all think differently right and we've all been raised differently by different parents and different settings and lived in different parts of the world i mean we met some people yesterday that they lived in the philippines they've been to korea they've been to germany they've been to so many different places in the world and they have all these different experiences they born in ontario lived in new brunswick for many years and then on top of that like i said lived in all these other different parts of the world so it was just very interesting they, they came over for lunch yesterday and it was just an interesting conversation talking about all their different experiences being in different parts of the world and you know there's different governments and different you know different ways that people eat and they they lived in a part uh, a certain part of the philippines where there, no one really speaks english so you have to adapt and you have to learn the la the local language now right so while you know myself as a tourist right i go to you know i we tried learning italian to go to italy and then when we got to italy everybody spoke english and we're like oh okay well so none of the Italians stuck anyways, because basically we couldn't believe how many people over there knew English. But I guess that's what happens. You're going to tourist areas. People are going to reform. The The world language technically is English. Hmm. So, you know, people are going to, you, you don't have to. So you, I learned really quick that really I'm not going to a lot of places that don't know English. So I guess I didn't need to learn Italian. <laughs> but, but yeah. Um, uh, what What is one thing you do or have done to provide positive experience um so one thing i learned this from a guy named dean graziosi which kind of goes back to the why i especially when someone wants to save money or wants to start a business with me i try to find out the what's been stopping them well, what is the, the resistance you know because we all want all want things in our life but there's a reason why we don't have it whether we don't have a coach a mentor or the support system or even we have just beliefs that hold us back and so I always try, the first question I always ask people, what is the job of your money? You know, what, why are you making this money and what do you want to do with it? And then, so they say, well, I want to buy this house. I want to buy this car. I want whatever it is. And then I go, okay, so if, if that were to happen, you know, why do you want that? And then I would get an answer. And then the why you do seven levels of why and you get to the root cause. And once I know someone's root cause, I kind of like know the person's soul. <laughs> like I, I know what moves them. I know what drives them and I can use that as leverage to help support them so you know when they come to me uh, I remember uh, I started a savings plan for one of my friends and uh, this years ago and he said oh man I want to once that, that money it's like well you, you told me you wanted to buy this house and then I remind them about their reasons so is that still important to you or do you really want to just go on that vacation I'm not saying you, you can't do it but you know just just know this is what we set it up for and, and sometimes we need to be reminded about their reasons. Um, I remember uh, when I used to go to uh, one of the gyms when I was first getting signed up, um, it was actually a, a CrossFit gym down the street. Um, and uh, one of the coaches there, the one thing I loved about it is they didn't talk to me about the packages. They said like, you know, why do you want to do this? <laughs> you know, just get, just know the why, just so deep down to, to know. Uh, and sometimes we're going for a goal. We don't even know why, but if, when you go seven levels of why for yourself, uh, and then you write that down and you can remind yourself or someone else about those reasons, it really, you know, makes all that difference. So, you know, yeah. And I just want to kind of talk on this. I'm just thinking about how, when I've interviewed people, like, why do you want this job? I, I need money. <laughs> oh, okay. 
Um, are you interested in the industry? I just need a job. Oh, okay. You know, and then you ask two or three more questions and like, we'll get in contact with you if we're interested. Cause you're like, you know, you know why are you here? Right. What's your, why, what's your purpose? You know, well, some, sometimes even just asking why is even in the book, uh, find your why, uh, sometimes why is just such a big thing. So you have to use the how, what, uh, you know, just to get closer to the why. So instead of saying, you know, why are you here? You, you can say more like, well, how would it feel if you did X or how did, and then you can, because most people have never really uh, thought about it so directly. And looking at the why is like, really like a soul question, you know, it's like asking someone, why are you here? You know, what is your purpose? You know, and if you never really done that deep thinking, um, I was fortunate that, you know, God gifted me a, a, a near death experience of a car accident about five years ago where really it shifted everything. I, re, I, I live every day now that's my, as it's my last and I wake up every day just like, yeah, I'm winning. <laughs> you know, just having another day uh, is a whole different mindset and um, it makes all the difference. But start, yeah. start with your why, find your why. And it's really cool when you, especially when you have people in your life, whether they're clients or friends or family, you really know what their why is. Um, you just see them in a different light because you, you see them who they are um not just what they do yeah i just i think about um this one guy interviewed mike mike matchin and he started just donating he so he had a really good job and he cared about the community so what he did was he started donating uh like uh graffiti supplies and everything to this local community place so that kids had something to do right and then he started and he was working there but, it, you know, he's donating and then people started coming in going, hey, I want to buy that. Like, we don't want to be here. We just want to buy it so we can, you know, do it on our own time, painting, whatever. Right. And next thing you know, he's like, well, you know, you can buy it on Amazon or you can you know, buy it here. And then he stumbles into being an entrepreneur hmm. and now he has two businesses, but he loved doing it. So yeah. his whole purpose is he just wanted to give back to the community and he already had a good paying job. So he didn't really, it wasn't about money or anything. It was just about giving back. And then his whole why turned into a career, right? <laughs> so it's very interesting when you get to talk to people like that, or you talk to somebody who is an entrepreneur that starts a business. Like, why, why'd you start a business? Well, I lost my job and, and I just needed a job, but then they don't know how to actually run the business, right? They're, they're stumbling through it and the business fails, right? And, and that happens. And that's just because what was your why? Your why was I needed a job. Your why was you wanted to give it back and you were passionate about it. So you wanted it to be successful. And yeah, you, I don't, you want to add anything to that? I'm just. Yeah, no, like uh, well, one, one of the, the persons that really helped me really find the why, because I, I, I thought like, I, I thought the reason why I got started in the industry was I just wanted to uh, help my parents. I wanted to not worry about money. That, that's what, what I thought it was. I was driven about so I can grow and give. That, that's really what I thought it was. Um, but one of my uh, friends, uh, Georgie Lowe, she has a community called Decide Your Life, a local out here. And she's one of the best at helping people find their why. So I did, I did a session with her and I found out the root cause of everything I do is because I know what it feels like to, not, to give up. I know what it's feel like to uh, have people reject you, to to feel like you're not enough to, you know, be, you know, all, all of the things 
that people are even feeling today where they don't feel like they don't have hope. They don't think they have any possibility. But I also know when someone believes in you and or, or gives you that, that path or that support or even just a that belief that you can change things, that you can make a difference, that who you are right now is not is just basically who you were and who you can be is completely different. And so um, basically just empowering to live a life that empowers myself and others. So and then everything just became clear. That's, this is why I empower uh, people about how money works so they can really have that peace of mind to create wealth. I empower youth with our youth program so they can empower others to be leaders and really support them through those tough times. So we don't have these, you know, teen suicides and, and, and these, this, this violence if they saw themselves as leaders. Um, but it really took somebody to really take the time uh, to really help me. But after I knew my why, I'm like, wow, business just got easy because I was able to communicate not from my logic side, but from my heart, right? And, and then everything just, just kind of started to flow. And then, it's, it, you know, it, it's, uh, there's that saying, you know, there's, there's two days in someone's life, right? The day they're born and the day they find out why. You know, I, well, I already was in the industry, but until I connected why I do what I do, I, that's where like, okay, this is why God led me here. This is why, this is where I'm going to put my skills, my talents, my beliefs and, and help the most people and make the most impact. So it makes all the difference when, when you, when you find that out. And I, and even when, you know, you just talk to people and give them that gift, sometimes just giving that gift is just, uh, I learned this from Ed Milet, is just the greatest gift you can give somebody is to tell them about their gifts, right? Because it, if you sit down with somebody and say, hey, here's a piece of paper, write down all the things you suck at. Oh my gosh. You know, they can fill that up really quickly. Oh yeah. I used to load those papers up. I could say like a hundred yeah. things that, that was wrong with me. Now it's, I don't know. Now I have a completely different mindset. It's like, I know, I know there's little things that I'm not good at, but if I'm not good at it, I'm going to hire somebody externally to do that. Or I'm going to work on it, or I'm just going to be vulnerable about what it is that I'm not good at, right? And well, one, one of the things that really impressed me about you, Benjamin, even though we know each other just a little over maybe five months, is that um, you go from information to implementation really quickly. <laughs> it comes like one idea, you're, uh, it was like literally like we were talking about podcasts or things like that. And then the next time you're like, yeah, I started a podcast. Yeah, I did all these things. And literally it's just by, you know, you don't let those things hold you back. You're like going to school, you're, you're making investments to, to, to uh, go to conferences. You're being super resourceful. So you have that, like, that there's like, there's no real buffer in, in, in time of like, oh, let me think about it. You just, you know, they say great leaders, they make decisions quickly and then change them slowly, right? And at the same time that you are able to do that without taking any shortcuts, which is really inspiring, <laughs> where you really, you know, you're, you're, you're right now a stand, not just for your business, but your stand for customer experience. And you're building that brand for yourself. So it means that you have to live that brand and you do. Uh, all the times we, you know, we, we, we meet up for at our, at our usual place at Waves <laughs> and we chat about these, these experiences and and the reason why you get these referrals and introductions is because you really do care and you're, you know, but you, you care, but you also put that into action. So it's one thing that I really aspired, you know, to get better at. And, I'm, and it makes you think about, you know, what is the customer experience that I give to people? How can I improve that? How can I follow through? Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
and all I think about is December 25th, Christmas Day, my wife going, you're, you're going on a Zoom call? <laughs> Zoom meeting. It's 6 a.m. in the morning. Well, yeah, the kids aren't even up yet. Like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. It's Christmas Day. But you know what? That Christmas Day conversation that you and I had, there was a lot of action taken that day. Like, and it was only you and I, too, which, which, which blew us away. I think Paul might have came on and said hi. But other than that, I mean, realistically, you know, I told you about the podcast. It's been live for 36 hours. There was like three people that reached out to me in 12 listens. And I'm like, man, it had nothing to even do with what the whole idea of the podcast was at the beginning. And then you and I are just shooting stuff back and forth. And and then next thing you know, we're talking about customer experience because that's what it really kind of hit home with. Next thing you know. I'm like, well, I created a new image art. I've changed the name. Meanwhile, the whole time we're talking and I'm taking action on this. And it was just awesome. And then on top of that, we started talking about video um, video thank yous, personalized yeah. to customers. And that's something you implemented and something I've implemented in my business is we do personalized video thank yous to a lot of our clients, right? Mm-hmm. Just trying to make it more personable, show them something completely different that nobody's doing. Most places won't even say thank you when you've spent money at it. You know, I'm grateful for all my clients because all of them are making me, you know, making me successful. They're supporting my small business They're supporting my family. And, and I have to find ways to just continuously give them better service. And yeah, I mean, we're talking about start with why, right? Because that's what you're talking about. Obviously, I need to go buy this book. And I love Simon Sinek. I don't know why I haven't read it yet. And the next question is, is there a book you've read that has influenced your life? And I'm kind of thinking it might be that book, or there might be another one. (laughs) You know what? Uh, I I, I think one of the best books that I read that kind of got me started on the path really to personal growth uh, was when I really redefined what success meant to me. And before, you know, what most millennials think of success is whether it's power, influence, growth. Um, but I didn't know that it was actually a personal relationship with it. Um, so one of the books that I recommend everybody to, to read is uh, Robin Sharma, um, which is um, the leader who had no title. Um, especially now, right now, if you ever, if you're somebody who kind of feels numb at things, and or you don't even feel like you're winning about successful, um, I, I would suggest everyone to read that book because it makes you really think about what success really is on the outside versus the inside. And do you really, like after I walked away from that book, my definition of success has never been the same. And I've also see like, do I want my life to be a warning or an example? Uh, and it, it does it in a nice kind of fable way where you start with this character and it's because it's all written in first person. So it's like, I, I, I. So in the beginning, you feel like crap because <laughs> you're, 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 you're really connecting with the characters all in first person uh, with all these negative affirmations. But by the end, you feel completely free. You feel renewed. Um, so I always recommend a lot of people to Robin Sherman's um, leader who had no title. And uh, he did a, uh, I know he has, he has a new book coming out or it's already out, um, but he did a recent interview with Ed Milet about heroes. And um, yeah, so I, I, I love his stuff. Yeah, leader with no title. Sounds leader interesting because I've had a lot of 
jobs where I've worked at where people are like, okay, boss. And I always say like, don't call me boss. Like, I'm just, I'm just one of the, the other team members that, you know, and I don't really like being called boss. I'm not sure if it, if it kind of fixates on that because there's a lot of people that live by their title. You know what I mean? Like I'm the boss, listen to me or, yeah. or is it more of a different direction? Well, like boss is, is, is one way to say it. But if you were the boss of all bosses, that, that, that'd be, <laughs> that'd be really <laughs> awesome. It's like, yeah, just, you're going to call me boss. Just call me the boss of all bosses. <laughs> you control the world. <laughs> <laughs> it make all the difference. So if there's one thing you could change in the entire world today, what would it be and why? Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> is that a whole nother show? <laughs> it definitely is. Um, but you know what? One thing that I've been surprised, uh, I, I guess it, it would be two things connected to one thing, really. Um, a lot of us, we're, we're focusing on growth on uh, accumulating um and then when we have enough then we will give from our abundance however if we were to flip it and make giving more not just a sometime thing but a way of life it's not like oh it's christmas you know we should feed the hungry it's just in the everyday life you know this is one of the reasons why i love 75 hard uh, in the live hard program one of the last things is, you know, we do a random act of kindness, whether it's, you know, going out and picking up garbage or giving, paying someone's bill. I love sometimes going to a coffee shop where, you know, I already have my drink, but I'll just buy like a, a $20 gift card and I'll just leave it there. Uh, and then I, I just have that person say, hey, you know what? You choose who you want to give this to. And it, it gives them that, that really nice experience. Um, and it just creates a ripple effect from there. So if, if I can change everything, if, if I can really help people understand that giving is not really just a nice thing to do, it's not just a luxury, uh, but it actually attracts because you, what it allows you to do, it allows you to get access to a higher level of thinking, which is the higher level of abundance. And if you really understand, you know, law of compensation, law of karma is what you put in is what you get. And so really, there's no pro bono work, right? Eventually, God's going to balance, balance the checkbook. Um, so as long as you just give, 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 and if everyone, and fundamentally, we all want to give, it's just through this pandemic, and it, it forced us to go to our, uh, what Tony Robbins calls it, to our emotional home. And we kind of went from offense to defense. And uh, if we can, if everyone can just re have that breakthrough of just, when you're helpless, get helpful, you know, just help as many people as you can and just give doors just open up. I've, I've seen people where they lost their jobs and they started volunteering and volunteering led to great jobs and works. You know, I, I, I've given, I've also been given too, and it makes all the difference. If everybody can really have that giving experience, you know, it could be giving your time, your, your money, your resources, a connection, it be giving a comment on someone's podcast, or it, it could even just be, a, 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 you know, just encouraging people. Um, so if I can really help people just have that encouraging experience, because we all want to be encouraged, right? But it really starts with, we get what we give, right? So if we can just start encouraging others, seeing the best in others, 
letting them know because we already know what we suck at like i said on the piece of paper but if you can just tell them like hey you know what you know what? this is what i see in you and just let them know about their blessings and their gifts whether you're a really great listener or you know what what you're doing I, you have so much attention to detail that's why you know i uh, just want to let you know that or i appreciate the service that you're giving me you know now because the all of the 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 disconnection right now with whether it's a mask or things like that people feel really separated but we can still give kindness and we can still encourage others so that's what i want to change in the world yeah, I think that's, that's great. I mean, I just think about many years ago, you go to like a Tim Hortons and go through the drive through and you, you buy your $2 Timmy's. And I remember at one point in time, they had like 36 people in a row was like the record or whatever. And, uh, but yeah, we were like number 27 or something that in the row of paying for the person behind us as coffee. Cause they paid for ours. Right. So yeah. it just keeps going. Right. And they want to see how long they can get it going that people keep paying for somebody else's because someone will come in and, you know, leave a $20 or something and it pays for a whole bunch of people's meals and, and drinks or whatever. And then they just want to keep it going, pay it forward, pay it forward. And you just think of that, that movie, pay it forward. Like that. I mean, that was, I don't know. That was an amazing movie. Like I love that movie. That's I don't care. I, I don't care what anyone says, man. Me. Yeah. And four of my, like three of my good friends, we, I remember we went to West Edmonton Mall. We watched them in the movie theater. We're yeah. all crying and we're all pretending like, you know, we're all pretending like we're not. But yeah. I mean, that movie was just amazing. I haven't watched it in many years, but like, it was just, you know, all about giving back, right? Pay it forward. It, I don't know. Like, we don't, I haven't seen a movie like that in a while. It's touched me in that way. Right. That was, yeah. it was just an amazing movie movie definitely is, is a classic and that's actually because i watched that movie when i was really young and that that movie i can probably uh can, um give it credit for starting my whole philanthropy journey because that planted the seed of giving and then like the the, the kid thought he was a failure he thought his program failed he he says you, you basically have to help three people and it had to be hard it had to be something that they couldn't do on their own and he tried, he tried, tried, and he thought he, he, he uh, it, it failed. And then you see the impact at the end of the day. And especially the ending of the movie, that's one of the things that I aspired to have some sort of impact like that, not just for me, but for everybody. Um, that's why giving is so important to me. So it's, it's funny how you recommended that movie because, yeah, I definitely cried on that one. <laughs> that was, it was, it was awesome. But definitely. I just think about the networking group we're in and how, We'll, hop, we'll get on a call with somebody and give them some recommendations on what you should do and they'll ask for help and I'll ask for help and they'll get on a call with me and they'll give me some recommendations and someone just gave me some recommendations on the website. I took action on that very quick. I mean, but these are all, we're all just doing it to help each other because we're hoping that it turns into something. Positive. It's all like pay it. It's all like pay it forward. It's basically kind of what it is, right? Yeah. It seems like it should be added into 75 hard. <laughs> like. Well, it's, it's the, the, the random act of kindness is, is near the end. Um, but just, just the, the Arte um, culture, just give, 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 then you'll, you'll get, 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 right? So you just give, give, give um, anyway uh, to, to the extreme um, in everything we do. So, yeah, yeah this is... I'm enjoying it. And it's the best way to start a Saturday because I remember my Saturdays, like I, 
I would just start my day at like 12 o'clock or one o'clock. It's like, I'm an entrepreneur. I can sleep in. <laughs> and it's funny. One of my friends, Cole, he sent me this, <laughs> this, uh, this uh, uh, Instagram video recently where this guy's like hammering on this wall. And he says, I wanted to work for myself. I sorry, I, I used to work at nine to five. Now I wanted to be my own boss. And now I work 12, 24 hours a day. <laughs> it was just a funny thing. It's just true. Like when you're an entrepreneur, but it's also a gift. You know, if you're going to work hard at something, something have to be something you're passionate about uh, because you're going to put those long hours. And if you don't really have that, that passion for it, if it's just about the money or just about, you know, what people on the outside think about it, you know, only, you know, when you go to the mirror, you know, you're, you're enjoying what you do or you don't. And it, it, you can be in the right business, but you can lose the love of it if you're not doing the right things. Right. So um, what I mean, not the right things is like, you know, paperwork, you know, one of the, the worst things in the financial industry is all the different paperwork. I, I love the people, I love the interaction, but the paperwork is the one thing. So that's why I focus on how can I hire somebody to take care of that so I can just focus on the customer experience. And, and even when I was uh, first uh, hiring an assistant, uh, I had a good conversation with one of my mentors, uh, Darrell, and uh, he said, why do you want to hire an assistant? It's like, oh, and I was saying all the wrong reasons. I hate the paperwork. I hate this, this, this. Okay, well, that's not the right reasons. You know, let's say if we take away that, what will it allow you to do? Oh, I can focus more time on the team. I can add more value. I can build better connections. I can get referrals. Like, yeah, focus on that. You know, uh, it's like, and it made all the difference just focusing on, on focusing on my strengths. What am I good at? And how can I give that gift more to others? Which is funny. You basically just answered your own question. That's the why of why you needed. Yeah, somebody. exactly. Sometimes <laughs> I, I, it's called a one hand clap, right? You know, <laughs> so sometimes you need a reminder. Um, it's, it's the one things we talk, talk, teach the youth too, which is like, you know, the best advice you can take is sometimes the ones that you give others, <laughs> just take your own advice. Right. Yeah. Well, it was great having you on. Do you have any final comments, final words of wisdom? No, I, I, I love the, the platform that you're creating. I love the stand standard that you're creating. And I also love that how you're actively going in and, you know, making these connections. Like, even though you've just been in Arte for, know five months i remember as soon as you came in you really felt like wow this is what i was looking for the whole time and you're not just taking from from the from it you're just really giving whether you want to like reach out to people so i recommend everybody especially in arte to to reach out to you benjamin uh, i've been here for for five years and uh it's been a great experience and you're the you've been beginning. in there for a while which is awesome <laughs> yeah it's just been you know people come and they go which is fine because they get whatever they need but i just love how you know rt is about information to implementation and you basically you you do that so appreciate all the contributions you always give on saturdays i appreciate the, uh, the kind words and uh, i look forward to this upcoming saturday again <laughs> sounds good <laughs> see you then oh, thanks thanks for listening to the focus on customer experience podcast. podcast be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you never miss an episode for more information or to connect with ben check out benjamin del grosso on linkedin 
at Safe Drive Solutions on Instagram or www.safedrivesolutions.ca online. We'll see you next time.